now. Now. It's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the VoiceOver Cafe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 29 of the VoiceOver Cafe. My name is Sean Caldwell, and today on the show, we also have Trish Bassani. Hey, Trish. Hello. Peter Bishop. What's going on, Peter? Oh, it's all good. Thanks, Sean. And Matt Colrick. Hey, Matt. Hello. So we have uh, we have two countries covered, right, and four states, or at least three states going so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit, I, bl- I blew the whole idea that we're here inside of a cafe. <laughs> do, yeah. you, do you think people actually believe that? No. I, I don't think but... so. <laughs> we traveled in. Should we just keep that in? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and it's three nationalities. We've got an Australian, that's, a Briton, two Americans. It's true. And and, suspect, and we'd have a third, but uh, he's out squirrel hunting or something. <laughs> no, actually, I heard he's actually working. He's actually working. <laughs> which is it's a good thing. Well, I mean, yes. some people in Minnesota do consider squirrel hunting a job in November. I think it's hunting season, yes. But you get a, 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 a dime <laughs> each for be. the tails or something, don't you? <laughs> No, Terry is actually in the studio on a gig outside his own home studio. He, I think he, he travels for this particular gig, so he couldn't quite make it back to the cafe uh, for the show. So we have our interim uh, once again with Sean. So thanks, Sean, for filling in. Absolutely. Appreciate it, gang. Glad to hear everybody's doing great. And uh, lots going on over the next couple months. I mean, we have the VO Mixer coming up in December next month. And yes. uh, a lot of people traveling, a lot of other stuff. Trish, give us a little update on the uh, on the Mixer and what's happening with it. Uh, the Mixer is going to be, it's, it's our annual, or it's our, I think, the ninth annual um we've been doing it for this is the fourth year that the cafe has actually hosted it before that the five years before that was uh, hosted by voice talent productions with eric shepherd uh but we took it over uh, about four years ago and uh so we've been hosting it it's on december 3rd at hurley's uh saloon which is on 48th and it's on 48th, uh, West 48th Street. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's in between 7th and 8th or 8th and 9th Ave. But anyway, uh, just look it up. It's hurleyssaloon.com. Uh, and it starts, I believe, at 6 p.m. Uh, dress to impress, please. Uh, or, or at least dress. At least you know, dress, You know what yeah. happened last year. Yeah, well, Seriously. I mean, it's it was, a bar. It so was you cold can... and it showed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, a lot of people do dress up. So just know that if you wear jeans, that you will stand out. Uh, if you whether you care or not is up to you. Uh, yeah. Roy Roy Okelson always shows up. Uncle Roy, he always shows up in jeans. So and and it's his thing, and it's fine. You don't have to. It's not like we won't let you in. But uh, just just so you know, some people do dress to the nines because this is. I mean, we all work from home in our jammies for crying out loud. I mean, it's just kind of a chance for us to dress up and go all out for a change. So yeah, December third uh, in New York City at Hurley Saloon. Check it out. And who can come? And, and- and if you're into like, the promo mode, which we were so well there, Trish, we should actually mention that the past few years, that there's usually around 100 people make it in, they travel in, or they're local. So yeah. if you want to meet, if you want to network with other VO people, I think even agents have turned up, certainly yes. some CDs and coaches... A hundred people all talking VO. What more could you want? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at every level of the industry, we've had some really top-notch pros that have come. We've had some, uh, you know, uh, people that have are just getting into the business. So, if you're interested, and yeah, if you're related to the industry in any way, 
uh, this is the event to to come to. It's so much fun. We we just reserve a huge area at the bar. Uh, they reserve an area for us at Hurley's. They've those uh, the people there have been great to us. Uh, Anne uh, has has I've been dealing with her for a couple of years now. So it's a great time. Dress up a little. Bring a friend. Uh, just try to RSVP if you possibly can, so that we know how much space we really need to reserve. Um, you can find the event. I think it's called the VO Holiday Extravaganza. So uh, if you can't find the link to the event page on Facebook, you can just message me, uh, staff at voiceovercafe.org, um, and we will get you the link to that. But do a do a search for VO or VO, Voiceover Cafe extravaganza and you, it should it should come up but it's december 3rd all right and if good. you have any specific dietary restrictions <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no it is you're so it's it's, you're, it's free to attend uh you know it's free entry fee or there's no entry fee so you know you're just you pay for your own drinks and food so come early for dinner get a seat uh, and get a good place at the bar and come join us it'll be a blast i'll find my winter jacket and i'll be there <laughs> yay <laughs> Looking forward to seeing everybody. Hey, as we get near the end of the year, a lot of people kind of wonder, hey, successful VOs, do you guys send gifts to clients? Do you send extravagant gifts? Do you send little gifts? Do you send a handwritten note, a card? What do you send? So how about you guys? You're all successful VOs. What do you do? Well, strangely enough, I used to be a part of all this uh, when I was in corporate. There was a a ritual of um, clients and customers and vendors, you know, everyone, you know, Christmas baskets, bottles of booze. But then it got tight with, you know, tax issues because you're meant to declare these gifts that you get over and above a certain amount. Um, It's not as easy as it used to be when you used to to dish out the hookers and blow and nobody asked. But... (laughs) In the, since I've been in, in, in the VO business, um, I have not gone into the whole gifts or anything like that because I think it's a minefield. I mean, nowadays, people are so entitled. I'm not being funny. You send a box of chocolates, you're just as likely to get back a message that says, I'm allergic to chocolates. Or you send the booze and they say, sorry, I'm an alcoholic. Everyone is, <laughs> you know, people receive things in strange ways nowadays. Oh, didn't you do your research? I have it all over Facebook that I'm chocolate intolerant. So it's a minefield that I just don't get into myself. Mm-hmm. Bar humbug. Matt, how about you? Yeah, I do it. Um, I tend to really only focus on um, the people who've sent me a large amount of business. Uh, just to So it doesn't come off as a bribe. It's more like I really appreciate what you've sent me throughout the year, uh, whether it's an agent or it's a client. And... Saying that, I do try and play it by ear to a certain extent as well. Like, is this going to be a person who uh, will take this in in the way it's intended? Um, so it can become a little bit fluffy as far as figuring out whether I should send a gift to someone. But, yeah, I generally just, like, look at my books and, and say, you know, who do I really want to thank? And, um, and then as far as the people who I don't send a gift to, I still send a, a greeting. Um, uh, like a card or or just put them on on an email yeah uh christmas message but uh yeah that's that's been my approach and you know i'm not married to it and uh, i think it was last year that i was traveling and uh it was just a mess trying to organize everything i sent a few people gift baskets uh and flowers by mail but uh you know i didn't do the usual whole shebang I um I send out chocolates usually most of your chocolates or some other you know nice belgian cookies or whatever else is going on and 
Um, you know, it's, it's a it's a gift. I know we we talked about certain dollar amounts in terms of tax consequences and whatever else. It's a it's a twenty dollar gift or so. There are many times to hit some of the clients in Canada, or if I if I send something to South Africa, it's a, it's a fifteen dollar gift that costs me sixty five dollars to ship, which is kind of a pisser. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like isn't that, isn't <laughs> Amazon? Can't you have like free delivery to South Africa? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sim- similar to you, Matt, I think you know I'll have a certain threshold. If somebody has sent me, you know, if somebody sent me a couple hundred dollars of work during the year maybe they don't get the the expensive stuff and then i have a few clients that send a tremendous amount of work and so especially if it's a team on their side if it's if it's a whole crew you know let's say it's a television station and they have uh, a team of eight or ten people in their promotion department i'll send them a big box that has you know four or five of the things or different things and and whatever else and so they can thank me when they have the dentist bill or when they go into a little sugar coma or whatever happens yeah, I, the the few times that I that I have done it for specific gigs, I, I try to get some sort of gift certificate for something. I mean, it's a great, yeah, like like Matt said, like there are certain people that, that you you know will receive it well and understand that it came from mm-hmm. the heart or whatever, yeah. but uh, and it was well intended. But you know, people are are very finicky these days and mm-hmm. and so easily offended sometimes, and it's really I wind up probably walking on glass more than I should. Quick question. Yeah. Um, And it's just something that came to mind. I mean, how... I don't even know if this is possible, but if you wanted to standardise on something like, let's just say, a Starbucks gift card, $20 Starbucks gift card, how much would it cost to get the deal with Starbucks where you have a custom card with your logo Mm. incorporated on the front? I'm I'm sure that's a service they offer. Probably. If if not, they should. Yeah, you can do that. Peter Bishop, oh, you can do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that you uh, need to order a certain number of them, but mm-hmm. at, at least uh, not too long ago, my understanding is that you can, yeah, you can absolutely get uh, a so number of Starbucks So you can get branded Starbucks, Starbucks, card Starbucks cards. Well, that's, that's, that's good to know. Yeah, that would Just be a cool point. way to do it. Of course, it would be kind of a bummer if, if Starbucks keeps that card when the balance is gone. You know what I mean? So it's like your, your cool logoed card goes away. Yeah, you oh, yeah. can refill them, but it's... For the yeah, you might be able to refill them. I I don't know, but hey. So there is one thing that I wanted to add with the uh, idea of sending risky gifts to to clients. Uh, you know, you're not sure how well it'll be received. I recently had some kangaroo bottle opener keyrings made. Um, oh, sorry, ordered. Uh, I managed to find them online, and I took them to Fafcon, and I've been giving them to some clients, and they love them. They've been great. But funny story, when I first uh, was looking for these keyrings because I had this idea of surely I can have a kangaroo keyring that is also a bottle opener. Like, look at the shape of the kangaroo; it should should work out. So, I was googling, and I typed in kangaroo bottle opener keyring, and the first thing that came up on Google Images was a pair of kangaroo nuts. Uh, <laughs> that's a bottle opener <laughs> keyring. Whoops! And so I'm totally gonna order a bunch of them. <laughs> Oh, and no. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to send them out to my clients who are just big-time jokers. Good. And, uh, <laughs> but but I, it would wait, be very you risky. Can tell, you can what? tell, like, what kind of animal they belong to? I, how do you – I'd have to see, like, the image because I uh-huh. don't understand how you would know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happens in the U.S. education system, but if you can't tell the difference between a pair of kangaroo nuts and another pair of nuts – I don't know what's going on. Well, I, yeah, but if it's not attached to the animal, it's just up close. So you just see fur and... You've never held a kangaroo? No. Sack in your hand. <laughs> no, I never have. <laughs> okay. 
I really must be from another land. I'm out of the (laughs) land. A land down under. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Trish, by the way, uh, I did pick up a purple kangaroo keyring bottle opener at Fafcon, and I put it to one side for you. I forgot to bring it last time I saw you, but I will have it at the cafe. One of Matt's one, but a purple one. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Terry is apparently on. He says he can hear us, but... Hello? (laughs) I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but please tell me it's something other than glue and duct tape. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you've been talking about for the last hour? Uh, Try the last two f***ing months. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Imagine going on and on about mouse glue traps and all kinds of industrial products. It, uh, but you know what? Uh, it, 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 there is a there is a silver lining. It keeps me away from looking at election posts on social oh media. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> how, are, how are you guys? I've missed my family. Yay! We're good. Well, Sean, yeah, we're good. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but I agree with everything you're saying. We already testicles. Yes. <laughs> Somehow, and we already covered the mixer. So. Oh, that's the only thing I wanted. That's the only thing I had to add to. I'll go on. No, I think just, you need I'm, to be a little bit hotter, Terry. I'm just what? You're too quiet. I'm too quiet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never has that ever been said ever before. No, I don't think. No, I don't. I think that's a big myth. Um, so I'm really pleased that you guys are here, and uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to be tardy. Yes, that's okay. We we just told the listeners you were squirrel hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's, laughs> have you t- have you guys discussed? certain websites out there that may be plagiarizing other people's blogs? No. Oh, you mean Voice Realm. <laughs> Just put it out there. I mean, seriously. Put it out there. I know why. I'm always trying to be so politically correct. And, and seriously, why? They're just great, generally. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's it's funny because, I, you know, I've seen this a few different times on, you know, different resources online when you go and, you know, you look up. Uh, stuff for voiceovers online, and you see people's. I can't tell you how many times Doug Turkel's blog has has been plagiarized on different types of websites. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to copy and paste the blog, that's great. But uh, here's a simple solution: How about giving the writer a little credit? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The, the problem well, it's with not Doug's that blog, hard. The problem with Doug's blog is it's a pretty damn good blog. It's a really and good blog, so and he's he, very he, well. He gets yeah. plagiarized. Oh, and and hey, guys, we're so I think the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, we were at forty-five thousand downloads. Guess what? We're almost at now. A million. <laughs> oh well. All right, almost <laughs> fifty thousand. People, people have grand, re-uploaded the yes. episodes, and we're now down to twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> They've given them back with a, with a refund. Rescinded their are, download. What are the num- refund? Yeah. What are the numbers at? We're at like forty nine thousand six hundred and fifty or something. So after we post this, we'll definitely have fifty thousand by the time the mixer December third. Oh, uh, we'll have fifty thousand by next, the next Sunday's week. reporting. Yeah. yeah. I, so I thank you. Yes, thanks to the awesome. listeners very much for downloading. And, you know, I, 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 there's still people that are like, hey, I go to the website and I listen from there, but can I get this on my phone? It's like, uh, yes. I sense that there's a whole crop of people that aren't familiar with podcasts and subscribing to podcasts, and maybe we should mm-hmm. cover how to do it. Sure, yeah. go for I it, I live Sean. in the Apple universe, and I get everything from iTunes. Why do I need anything else? So that, yeah. so, that so that's one way you can go right to iTunes and do it. I, I'm on Android, and I use a uh, an app called Pocket Casts, which is also on iOS. Mm-hmm. It's 
It's like a two or three dollar app. It's phenomenal. It just downloads mm-hmm. the newest episodes of, of you know whatever I whatever I subscribe to. Um, it awesome. lets you. Uh, it actually lets you do time compression, so you can listen to a thirty minute episode in like twenty four minutes if you want. We just talk a little faster. Oh, that's really? awesome. Are yeah. We, and I did notice, by the way, you guys, that when you do a search for voiceover podcasts on iTunes, this didn't happen. You know, a year ago, but now we kind of come up within those first ten to twelve mm-hmm. podcasts. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. Who else there, is there are ten up? to twelve others. Uh, you know, <laughs> incredulity well, all around. You know, you know, <laughs> Trish. You know who we're competing with? Our old show. Oh God! Um, <laughs> voiceovers Boy, on demand. Voiceovers on demand still comes up within like the first five or six placings. That's awesome! Oh, I know it's hilarious. Well, because we were one of the first out there that really did it in the industry. So it's I know just and, sheer and our, numbers. Our, are... And now, and every guest on that show are are now our enemies. So it's uh... <laughs> no voiceover welcome, podcasts are the new voiceover conferences. Let's welcome <laughs> David Cicerelli, Joan Baker. Oh. But that that brings up an interesting point, though, with the competition. I mean, what else do we listen to? Do I mean I listen to podcasts all the time, Um, not necessarily VO ones. I listen to uh, a bunch of other stuff as well. I I managed to uh, break the Leo Laporte habit because that was just all consuming. Um, (laughs) But who else is out there? Who who do we listen to? Um, Mm. And I'll start the ball rolling with obviously the. uh, VO Body Shop guys, Dan and George. I, I try and catch it live, but sometimes life's too short uh, on a Monday night. Um, so I'll try and catch the download. But what else do we listen to? Three Amiibos? They're good guys. Mm-hmm. No, they don't do they No, it, they, they're done. Three Amiibos is done. What? I haven't seen they anything. They no, I the, well, no, they did, one of the guys got really busy, and they don't. They just don't do them anymore. I was going to say, I haven't that, heard from them in a while. You mean so. they're even more irregular than us? Oh, they, <laughs> they really are. Even ask Mr. Pongratz that, who will be at our mixer, by the way. And we Yay! could, uh, it, cool. you know, it would be fun. When was it? When did we actually do a show with them? Was that Tucson? Was that at that yeah. uh, voiceover event in Arizona? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was two years yeah. ago. It was two years ago, September. Yeah. God, that was fun. The thing they had going for them, it, it, it was a completely different format. That was a, a highly produced show. I mean, it was it was all the uh, radio production tricks thrown in. Mm-hmm. And it had a, mm-hmm. certainly it had a different flavor. But I do want to throw in, there are a couple of uh, VO podcasts out there, I won't mention them, where you listen to them and you think, did you record this on your mobile phone? I know. Some of them are terrible it, sounding like, are you quality. Really, you're not doing yourself any favors here. Yeah, I mean, I get it's for fun, you know, but it's still like, you know, it's what you do. Like, why wouldn't you produce a high quality recording? But well, some people are enticed by those really clever apps as well. You know, it's like, hey, all you have to do is hit the record button. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, you know, of course, it sounds like it, but it's a lot less work. But but if anyone doesn't have the ability to record themselves. Right. What are they doing as a VO? Yeah. I get a little irritated once in a while when, you know, there's, a, there's these so-called quote-unquote expert series, whether it's a podcast or anything else, and the people just started doing voiceovers themselves, like literally, uh, what time is it? Ten minutes ago. <laughs> you know, oh, suddenly we just have a plethora of great information for people starting out in voiceovers, and I've only been a voice actor for five f***ing minutes. <laughs> 
That's what really gets my goat. That gets my cheese. This grinds my gears. We can make a series oh out of that, Terry. Hey, can you guys hang on a second? got to upgrade my OS uh, Sierra <laughs> 1.75 without checking to see if any of my equipment will work with it. Uh, <laughs> go right ahead. You plonker, Terry. Well, it's like, seriously, I, I'm in love with the Apollo Twin preamp, and when I tried to do that, when I tried to upgrade to Sierra and it didn't work, it felt like somebody had kidnapped my dog for a month. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's how attached to it I was. I, I fell in love with it. It was ridiculous, just like we all fall in love with our microphones. Uh, sad, but true. But I was uh, preamp-less for about a month because I was too stupid to go on universalaudio.com and check to see if they were compatible with the new Apple upgrade. And they were not. Mm. <laughs> so you had to wait until a new driver came out or what? Yeah, uh, Universal finally uh, decided to um, upgrade their driver and it took like 30 days. So I had I used a backup, but it just wasn't the same. So the point is always do your research before you upgrade any system whether you're on a pc or a mac because you're you know your your software may not work with it that is the first thing to do but also uh one thing to consider is running the time machine backup so yep. you can sort yeah, of re that, that, revert that was, back to the previous i didn't do that either Matt. oh this is a comedy of errors. oh yeah it was it was buffoonery at its finest it was just like i i tried i think i spoke with everybody in apple support they all know me on a first name basis and it's it's funny sometimes when you call support whether it's your cable company or apple you ever find it if you just don't hear what you want to hear you call somebody asking oh call yeah. somebody else can ask them the same damn questions <laughs> hey, maybe you're smarter than the previous person and you can get me through the gate <laughs> well i guess this blows no, the whole idea that mac users are smarter huh <clears throat> oh, <did> I say <laughs> that? No. Oh, oh man all oh, that hurt you know i would rather i would just rather have Zing. you beat me with a baseball bat most <laughs> mac users are smarter but you see if, if everything would have gone well we wouldn't have an intelligent anecdote to discuss <laughs> a serious can question. learn from my mistakes Right. Yes. I have a serious question for you, Terry. <laughs> I'm doing the show a favor what is what I'm doing. What did Sierra bring? Apart from being a bit glossier and like the standard Apple, ooh, that looks nice. Um, did it? Does it actually bring you any additional functionality? Because I'm sitting oh, on... Oh, yes. It was a huge changes. It moved Siri to the upper right-hand side <laughs> of your monitor. Honestly, Terry's got a Peter. crush on Siri. Honestly, Peter, that was probably the... Uh, you're right. Other than it looks gorgeous, that's probably the only thing that I really noticed. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we didn't really have to, to, to update it, but... Um, as as I was joking earlier, um, up until 10 years ago, I was uh, running, <laughs> mistakenly, um, PCs with Windows. And seriously, <laughs> I, XP, no, you will drag my XP out of my cold, dead hands. Because, you know, I was one of those people that I had to fix so many computers that had gone Vista. It's like, Ugh. okay, look, seriously, we're reinstalling XP. There is only one way out of this. <laughs> so since then, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Because you, if you fix it, you break something else. You'll be happy to yeah. know, at least I think for Trish and I, that Windows 10 works fabulously. It works flawlessly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Works very, Until very well. they force an upgrade on you. Sean, do you know if the Apollo, is there an Apollo product for uh, for PC, for Windows? There is. I'm going to be uh, with a friend, uh, my friend uh, Maverick, over the weekend. 
Um, and he runs Nepalo with a PC, so I'm, I'm interested to kind of check it out. He's told me for a long time that I should really get one, but I'm still happy with my sound device's USB Pre 2. It sounds great, it works great, but uh, may maybe he'll convince me that I, I must have an Apollo. Well, he's got to be a bad motherfucker if his name's Maverick. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I I've never, I I've never known a dork named Maverick, sorry. There's I thought no, that was a nice tie into the OS story. <laughs> right? Has there ever been a dork named Maverick? I don't think so. No. Here we have a, a, a definite generation gap thing. You said Maverick, I thought of the gunslinger. Oh, Everyone yes, else yes. thinks of Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I went to, like, uh, whoever it was in back in the Lee, 60s. Lee Marvin, I think. Was it? I mean, it's of that era when that. James Garner was playing Cowboys. Yes, and that James sort of Garner. And Mel Gibson, I believe, did a reboot years yes. and years and yeah. years ago. Yeah. But that's where I went. I went right, right back to the Amer old American Westerns, not the uh, uh, American military recru recruiting movie that was Top Gun. <laughs> Speaking of movies, just briefly, um, I'm, a, I'm about as big of a Star Wars geek as there ever has been one, but do we need a Star Wars movie every Christmas? <laughs> Apparently that's going to be the case because there, there's the spin-off and then they do the sequel and I, I guess for the next five or six movies, or uh, next five or six years, we have a Star Wars movie during every yeah. December. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. People, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a little getaway and if whoever wants to go, nobody's twisting your arm to go see it, Terry. But you will anyway. <laughs> I think it's a good yeah. thing because it will take yeah. the angst out of all the Star Wars fans who have to wait years and years between movies. If they're <laughs> getting a steady true. diet, they'll That's get true. off their evangelical crusade about it and just say, okay, you're satisfied now. You're going to get as many Star Wars movies as the rest of the world is getting Star Trek movies or Marvel superhero movies. So just smile and be grateful in STFU, you know? Hey, hey, guys, how about we talk about voiceovers? Well, I was just going to, I had a neat transition because speaking of movies, this has something to do with voiceover. And I forgot how brilliant of a job he did narrating this film. But, you know, just like movies like Top Gun, Die Hard, Fletch, I mean, they're pretty much on seven times a day somewhere. But the other day, uh, an old Redford movie called A, River's, a River Runs Through It was on. And I forget, have you guys ever seen that movie? It was uh, mm -hmm. filmed in Montana. It's gorgeous. Uh, very early Brad Pitt, Craig Sheffer, uh, Robert Redford directed it, but he also narrated the film. And mm. it's the most laid back, beautiful piece of narration that uh, I would put that in my top five of like, movie. you know, we always talk about Morgan Freeman in uh, Shawshank Redemption mm. and how masterful that narration was. But mm. if you have not seen it, a River Runs Through It, check out just to hear Robert Redford's narration. It's glorious. I remember seeing it at some point, but it's been a while. Maybe I'll look, I'll look it back up. I need to hear Matt say, and came out clean on the other side. I came out clean on the other side. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, now you got to do one more for me, Matt, then. Some birds weren't meant to be caged. Just oh, one Terry. more. One more. Some birds weren't meant to be caged. <laughs> and if we do, we've got to go for the trifecta thing and go for the, we only want the money. <laughs> That's the I other quote from, what was it, uh, Hard Rain? We only want the money. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. You're off the hook now. I, I, was, I was expecting the trifecta Shawshank Redemption, so that made me kind of fall off my chair. I'm like, wait, what the f*** is Peter talking about? <laughs> Okay. Anyway. <laughs> hey, one of the things that's been getting tons of talk on the boards and what have you is uh, Procom, I guess, announced that they are stepping away from ISDN. Did some of you guys see that? Yeah. Mm. I did. I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, yeah, me either. I, it was interesting. I talked to a, a broadcast client of mine up in Philadelphia, and, Phil, and Philly is uh, served by Verizon. Verizon was one of the last few that would give you ISDN at a reasonable rate. I think I think when I had ISDN, I was paying eighty six bucks a month or so. And I know some of our our AT and T friends were like three hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. Gosh, um, but Verizon, I think, is no longer going to install new ISDN anyplace. They're certainly not going to do it here because I check into it every few months. Okay, um, so. I really think we are definitely at the tipping point where over the next year to two, bye-bye. So Procom is kind of leading the way, saying we're not going to do that. Here's some other options. And I wondered if you guys play in any of those realms with either Source Connect, Source Connect Now, IPDTL, or any of the hardware solutions. Well, I think the most interesting thing they actually came out with is that they were absolute in their statement that any replacements will not be including the web-based Opus Codec one. So IPDTL, Source Connect Now, they do not consider as suitable replacements. Um, what they're talking about is Source Connect regular, uh-huh. uh, its various different levels, or hardware solutions. Now, yeah. I'm particularly interested in the hardware solutions. Well, funny you should mention. I, I've just played with two of the uh, of the hardware ones. I, I have a Telos Zip, a Z slash IP, and also the Comrex Brick Link that I got to use for about two weeks. I think it's really unfortunate that they call a bit of hardware a brick. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Seriously, um, I bricked my brick. Yeah. L- let me let me just give you a little bit of my experience working with Source Connect, the actual you know purchase for six or eight hundred dollars. That one, that one yeah. has worked out well. I've always been a little bit disappointed that the bitrate is only ninety six k, and I know ninety six k at AAC is is equivalent to ISDN at one twenty eight. But we have so much more bandwidth available, and and with you know IPDTL as well, Source Connect now you can get up to like two hundred and fifty six k or even three twenty. So your quality can be almost like a native wave file, uh, web for you, Bish. Um, Hmm. And and maybe for you, Matt. Um, So it's interesting that that I had better results with Source Connect, the expensive app, even though it has more latency and it has a lower bit rate. But uh, when I've had connections with studios that may have a little sketchy internet connectivity, it seemed to have better error correction on that. Interesting. But... Go ahead. Now... Forgive my ignorance. Is this without the help of any hardware? You're talking about like the way we're recording this show. You're talking about you have the more expensive version of that, and it's worked out better. That's correct. It's it's worked out okay. better than Source Connect Now or IPDTL. I'm I'm not sure why. I think it's because there's a little bit more delay, and so it has time to recover from errors better, maybe. Oh, gotcha. Um, and it, and it could be it could be that it wasn't the case, and it was just truly crappy internet on either my side or the or the studio side or who knows what. But. Um, I had phenomenal success with these hardware boxes. So for those that, that are not familiar with them, you know, with ISDN, you have, a, you have a hardware box and you plug in your mic or you plug in your mixer feed to it, plug in your headphones somewhere, you dial in, and then you have your ISDN line into it. For these, you actually have a network jack on the back and it gets on your network and you have to do a little bit more setup in terms of some port forwarding and things like that if you want people to be able to call you. But with both the Telos Zip and the Comrex BrickLink, um, you you go through a directory and you find the studio that you're going to connect with. So let's say I'm going to connect with Procom, and and I hit it, and if they're on their other side, the connection is instantaneous. And what blew me away is the lack of latency in terms of the round trip time. Like usually when you're on mm-hmm. ISDN and you can you know they hit the talkback mic, you can kind of hear yourself. There's you know what what would you guess a half second delay maybe sometimes right. yeah. 
Uh, I got it down to, pro it felt like 10 to 20 milliseconds. It was like almost no delay at all. As I was talking, I was just hearing myself immediately in my headphones coming back through their talkback mic. It was phenomenal. And then you have all these different choices of algorithms to use. You can choose AAC at various bit rates. And some of them are smart enough to be adaptive. Like if you have a fantastic internet connection with the studio, it'll jack all the way up to say 300 or 512 for the, for the bit rate. And then we tried something that was really neat. We went just native PCM, so there's no audio compression at all. Uh, it, it's as if you're recording a WAV file and so sending somebody a WAV file. And it worked flawless. There were no dropouts. Um, it was amazing. It was just an amazing experience. So, um, you know, if the hardware starts to take off, the real issue, though, right now is it is a beta VHS because they don't talk to each other at anything above G.722. So if you have a Telo Zip and the studio that you're connecting to has a Comrex, you don't get good quality. So we, it, it's kind of, yeah. I, I would imagine that many people will just kind of sit back and see if one of these really takes off. And if they do, then boom, that's the one that everybody should get. Yeah, yeah. my, my awesome. money's on Telos. I, I did have one comment, Sean. Um, I was looking at getting Source Connect, just the standard, not the Pro or the Pro mm -hmm. X. And I checked the specs. Now, maybe they've changed. Maybe they've upped their game. But they're listing 192K stereo as the highest AAC bitrate on Source Connect standard. And that, yes, that was correct. not what I saw. That was for Source Connect Pro that I saw the high-end bitrate, but maybe they've changed Source something. Source Connect Pro is now 384 stereo, and Pro X is 1344, Ah, 7.1. So it looks like they've upped their game. So standard is now 192 stereo. Which version which, are you on, Sean? Uh, I'm on 3.7, I think. So I have to have okay. the dongle. Right. Well, on this one, they're saying the iLock is an optional thing so it looks like they've upped their game nice mm -hmm. and one, 192 oh you're um, right i'm looking at it right now that looks great yeah i use source connect standard probably the most out of um all the different connector uh options th that i have and uh i upgraded to 3.8 and i think it was at 3.8 that the higher bit rate kicked in See, Dan and George, we can talk tech, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, does anyone have any ones guys. that can talk about this sh My ears Whoops. are glazing over. I don't know. <laughs> well, this is, all, this is all terrific news for me because they haven't. I, it's been nearly impossible to even get ISDN in my area over the last four or five years. Yeah. yeah it's not available. Unless so, I, if I need it, I go downtown. But all these other new options that are, uh, are presenting itself as relevant replacements... Uh, I'm thrilled about. Yes. So I've worked with a really cool new one as well um, with European clients. Uh, it's Session Link Pro. Mm -hmm. Have any of you guys had experience with that one? No. It's I been, have. It's mm -hmm. been used out of my studio as well. Yes. Yeah. I've only yeah. used it on the receiving side. My client, I have a client in Germany that uses it, and um, they always they use it for all their stuff. So like, does they just send me the link and I? You know, they host it on their side, and I just talk, and yeah, it's the same as, similar as ISDN. You just stand in your booth and talk, and they take care of everything else. It's awesome. Nice. The nice trick that that one has is that they can actually play video at you um, in the in the browser window. So oh, nice. The, actually, the, the first time that I used it, I was um, just recording a 15-second commercial, and they already had the, the German version or whatever, and... And they were like, um, you know, okay, Matt, we're going to play the video, uh, and then you hear three beeps, and then you talk. And I was like, wait, wait, what? What? And then I hear this beep, 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 and then the video starts. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but it was like amazing. It was like uh, you know doing like ADR yeah. without uh, you know the proper ADR setup. But they were 
you know, essentially just having me match the timing and, and I wasn't matching lip flaps or anything, so it wasn't that, that tricky, but just, you know, coming in at the right time um, and having that video function really added to it. Oh, it yeah. Cool. I get gigs about tachycardia and arrhythmias and stuff like that, so you're not making me jealous, Terry. Um, <laughs> Sean, I had one quick question for yeah. you. If you were a gambling man, would you be putting your money on Telos or Comrex? Boy, you know, it's interesting. They, they both are heavily used in broadcast because I, I did call a couple of chief engineers different places and say, hey, what, you know, which one is more popular? And some some places have tons of Comrex, some places have tons of Zips. I really don't know. I'd, I'd be ready to buy either one, but I, I don't know which one is going to make it over the next year or two. Uh, the and, thing, and, as far as I understand, the major difference between them is the Telos has everything on the front panel. But uh, the Comrex uh, is headless, and you actually have to drive it from a computer. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. And I I found driving both of them through the browser was much better than trying to do anything on the front panel. I mean, it is nice to be able to see, are you connected? How's the buffer in terms of the Telo zip? But but the web GUI looks really, really nice on each one of them when you log into the boxes through your web browser. Okay. Yeah. And the other side Mm -hmm. note is, if anybody has a Telos Zephyr Extreme, which is the silver ISDN box... That box has what you need in order to be able to connect with a Telos Zip. Now, you can't go at the very highest bit rates, but my understanding is you can go all the way up to 256, which is double the quality of ISDN. And uh, so if you have a Telos Extreme, you should be good to go. I've got ISDN here. I've got someone sharing my studio at the moment as well. And the ISDN is getting used four or five times a week. It ain't going away. Yeah. Not now, he said, hopefully. Hey, guys, I got a gig. I got to go. This isn't another Fiverr gig, is it? Did that sound like it was being read? <laughs> no, I, was, I was auditioning for something. Hey, Terry, with gigs this hey morning guys, and gigs this afternoon, gig. we know who's doing the uh, bar bill on the third. <laughs> I got to talk about candle wax. I got to go. All right. See ya. <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. Hello. This is not Morgan Freeman. The VoiceOver Cafe podcast is brought to you in part by VoiceOverExtra.com, your ultimate source for industry information and articles written by real pros and relevant to talent in all levels of the business. That's VoiceOverXTRA.com. I'd like a macchiato, but I don't want any milk. So, yeah, these email scams are kind of crazy. Like, I, I still can't believe that people actually fall for them. Like, I hate to say that, but, like... I know. It's really hard to believe. Like when somebody asks you for money and I don't know, it just does. And I know that they, some of them send a check. It's like a, like a bogus Mm -hmm, cashier's check. check. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know who sends a cashier's check to, to pay you for VO. If you like the only people that these, that these are getting are people that are new to the business. I think, but I'm not so sure. I mean, I think people are too helpful. We see on every Facebook group every week. Hey guys, this guy, this doesn't look right to me. Is it a scam? And it's the same pre-formatted message. It is. Yeah. And it, it's a case of seriously, people, the wisdom of the crowd is an oxymoron. If, this thing stinks. Have the courage of your own convictions. It stinks. Walk away. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I get the just fact so helpful that all the time. 
Yeah, I, I, but we, I mean, we should share things like this just so people don't get, you know, because the more people that, that wind up falling prey to these things, the the more that, that the scammers are going to do it. So, But, but the you problem know. is you get it in the same thread every few days. I mean, people, I, I, I get quite short sometimes with people that don't do their own basic minimum of research Homework, and just ask yeah. a question without even looking into it well it's this like the people that post hey guys well who's your agent and you know <laughs> like can i have can can somebody like lead into an agency for me uh or, or no. can you give me your uh, client list <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's happened too uh-huh. like, what really yeah sure uh hundred and fifty thousand dollars please <laughs> or more <laughs> Sometimes you can't help people who can't help themselves. And unfortunately, a number of people have fallen for this. Um, Mm. Oh, sorry, we overpaid you. Can you send us back the difference? Yeah, like it's classic. Like you wait. Okay, if you really don't know, because like it's a cashier's check and yes, they can be faked. And by the time the bank catches it, that's the thing is like the the bank takes a while for the bank to catch a a bogus check. A month or more. Yeah. So you wait. I was like, sorry, you it's your it's your problem uh, that you overpaid. Like, okay, I'll wait a month, make sure that the check is good and then I'll send you your refund. But most of the time it's not the case like who overpays right. some did, i heard you, someone uh dealt with it and got into a, a long discussion oh, with them knowing full well it's a case uh, well there's been a couple of them actually the one i'm thinking of is uh no actually that's not going to work for me how about i just t- send you back this 1450 dollar check and you re- reissue a 950 dollar check mm-hmm. uh, rather than me sending you the 500 dollars. and it was a case of the guy really tried to make it happen that this he got the $500 sent to him but someone was just having fun with it and just kept finding reasons why they couldn't do it and of course it was yeah. fantastic it I would encourage you to read it yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's thoroughly like, entertaining where is it where, where can we um, find it I don't know it's, it, someone did a blog and yeah exactly what Bish said the guy got the money and then he was like, oh, my accountant said no. Like, my yeah. accountant said that I can't do this. Um, so I need to send you back the um, the check. Can you give me your address? And, of course, the scammer doesn't want to give an address. And so the scammer is saying, um, send via Western Union. And then this guy just keeps saying, like, uh, no, I'm sorry. My, you know, my accountant says I can't, like, cash this check, blah, 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 blah. So I have to just mail this check directly back to you. And then it got to this scammer, like, uh, sending this guy messages on WhatsApp and being like, stop messing around and, you know, you're an idiot. And this guy's like, I'm sorry, my accountant's... He's just completely playing the innocent yeah, uh-huh. fool. And it's it's just glorious to read. Is it, It's probably... Well, I guess it's similar to that hilarious English guy that's doing those those uh, videos with the scammers that oh, he, yeah. like, plays mm-hmm. around with. Oh, my God. So, so funny. I just oh, want... The TED Talk? Uh, yes, I don't even know his name, but uh, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I saw him on TED Talk. He, you know, shows up on my Facebook feed. Yeah. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> the other thing that I've seen a lot online is uh, the talk about Voices.com making some changes in terms of their policies. And also there have been some, uh, I guess, Voices employees that have been on Glassdoor posting about what it's like to work there. But the thing that really caught my eyes, they doubled their escrow fee to, what, 20%? Bish, do you know about it? Oh, yes, that, that oh caught God. a lot of press. And I thought the funniest thing was so yeah all of a sudden we've raised our escrow fee from 10 percent to 20 percent it gets into an interesting legal argument because escrow has a legal definition and, and cannot by law at least in the states be a profit center and by doubling it to 20 percent 
I, I just think it's disingenuous of them to call it escrow. It's commission. Be honest right. with your yeah. language. Um, when challenged about it, it was quite interesting that one of the Voices reps turned around and said, our clients have no problem with this, which is a delusional statement. You don't double someone's uh, charges and then say they have no problem with it. Well, that is but just when they say our clients, are they referring to the customers that hire the Voices yes, or the Voices themselves? The line, they're taking the line quite hard now that it's the end client. Because their the client is the talent. No, okay. that, that's but the thing. Is like, like they, they're they we're the not we because I don't have a I don't have a paid uh, you know membership with them. But but the the talent are the ones who pay for this pay to be yeah, listed on they, the they site. They do we're play both sides against the middle. But I, in this I, case, what they're saying is it is the uh, the voice seeker, for want of a better phrase, uh, that is paying the escrow fee and not the talent. They've just jiggered a few things in the database to show clearly that if, if I were to bid 500 for a job, the money would come on top of that. So there would be another $100 added to that and it would be a $600 job. Um, they're saying that their people, their, their clients, their seekers have no problem with this. If you double someone's charges and then say people don't have a problem with it, you are lying like a hairy egg. I mean, seriously, you don't know the meaning of the word, the truth. But the clients don't pay for it. Their clients don't. The end client doesn't pay for it. No, it's the way it's presented The now. talent does, right? That This is semantics. But the, the fact is, if I'm charging $500, it used to cost their client 550 It now costs them 600 And I always point out very, very clearly in my, any response I've made that this is my charge. Anything extra is down to voices. Um, clients are leaving them, but they're saying they don't have a problem with them. So, well, they, the, you know, they're not going to say the re the reality or the, of, of the course a not. negative. We, they're always going to spin it on. You the positive. always know when they're lying and spinning. They open their mouths. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, so, they're having to recalibrate because, uh, you know, just like when credit cards expire and and uh, customers drop off uh, in in any business, the business is forced to go and recoup those expired credit cards, people leaving. And I'd imagine, like, I don't have the, the membership numbers in, in front of me, obviously, none of us do, but I would think, like like Bish said, people are leaving. Um, so, and what is the what is the membership fee for Voices, like the basic one? It's like, it's like 350 or something? $395 it went up to. Wow. Right, and then, of course, you've got the, um, the premium... Um, platinum, they've dropped you know, that. adamantium things, they've, and, and they've people dropped that. <laughs> and I think yeah. they've did it on legal advice because this is me oh. speculating completely. Um, the twenty five hundred dollar or five thousand dollar platinum has been thrown out. I think my really? personal opinion is someone challenged what that buying of the fire hose did to the value of the standard three hundred ninety five dollar. Uh, membership because if someone's buying a fire hose that devalues your standard membership uh, mm -hmm. this is me just speculating uh, I'm only guessing here but I can't see voices giving up a revenue stream of people paying $2,500 for unrestricted access to auditions if they weren't forced to for some reason right. I think someone has challenged the legality of it and but I am guessing I'm not a lawyer I haven't even played one recently. That is mere, my pure speculation. Because yeah. I don't see them giving up money for any other reason. Yeah, unless they just didn't have enough people taking advantage of it. Ten people doing it is 50 grand in your pocket. Right.
So, and some bigwigs have left that. Like I think even before they they removed that um, that setup, there were some uh, big players that left the site um, that were those premium members. You know, paying five thousand or twenty five hundred mm-hmm. dollars a year. Um, they left amidst some of the. Um, you know when when things came out from the whole voices.com debacle and so yeah that's got to hurt the the line and then there was an yep. article saying that um uh voices uh you know fired a whole bunch of their employees um mm-hmm. even though they and they had planned this move to this new building um but then they let a whole bunch of staff go i think was it 19 19 yeah, yeah. um some of whom have commented on glassdoor <laughs> which yes. is yeah worth reading yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, uh, voiceover people, thankfully, are not dumb, most of them. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a way to communicate and kind of see what companies take care of people and which ones exploit the industry. So, right. Yeah. And one thing I, I did, I posted on uh, a thread somewhere. People always look at something as the status quo. AOL, MySpace, companies can die if they don't get it right. Yes. So voices isn't here to stay if they keep making these business decisions they will disappear down the plug hole of history and well and, and it also though comes to comes to competition is somebody doing it better and that's you know that's aol and, and the problem uh, is and with, ev- with every change that voices make it makes someone else look like they're doing it better how long ago was it when voice one two three was considered one of the bad guys now yeah. they're the good guys now because they're the good guy, yeah uh, mm-hmm. Voices even make voice realm look good sometimes. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> and then voice realm pipe up on Twitter and try to draw Piss attention to themselves, and then they make off. themselves look bad again. God, yeah. they are. They seriously, um, they're double jointed because every time they open their mouth, they put their foot in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, I don't care. <laughs> On, yeah, that ha- on that, on that happy note, exactly. I look forward to seeing you guys in uh, in a r- right around a month up in New York City. Yay! Oh, that was a happy note to end on. That was a bit of a, a fall off the edge of the cliff, wasn't it? Are we just getting prepared for the lawsuits now? Sure. These are my opinions and not those shared by the cafe management. <laughs> you are the cafe management. Oh, damn and blast it. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Sean, for filling in once again while You're Terry welcome. came in and back out again. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, fun hanging with you guys in the cafe. Appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for listening and getting us past that 50,000 download mark. That's pretty cool. Woohoo! Yeah. Look forward to seeing you guys next month. See ya. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org. I'll take a latte, please.